we're just going to praise him tonight. Hallelujah. And got the call to, um, to speak. And the Bible says you must be ye also ready. Amen. You must have that word in your heart. Hide that word in your heart that we might not sin against him. That we might have a chance. Amen. And so um, tonight we're just going to cover ground. I'm not going to speak anything new. I'm not going to bring you any new revelation. I'm going to bring you what's been spoken in this house. Amen. I'm going to remind us of some stuff tonight. Hallelujah. That we can remember. We might have heard it, but it's good that we do what? Hear again. Amen. And we don't hear with the ears or the intent of I've already heard that. We hear with the intent of what God is wanting to speak at that moment and say to us. There may be something specifically said tonight, even if it's just one thing that may have hit your heart that God wanted you to hear tonight. Or he wanted you to solidify in your spirit for, um, for, for the coming days or for what we're entering into as a people. So we're going to go to Romans 8. And 14, I'm going to revisit just a little bit about uh, the spirit that we're under, the, 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 the authority that we're under versus the authority we're not under. Hallelujah. I'm going to revisit some stuff about that and how we are led by the spirit. Amen. 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 And so Romans 8, can I get that in the, um, in the uh, Passion Translation? We just want to read it um, in that version. As well, because it's a very familiar scripture. Everybody should know this scripture. And if you don't, um, take some time and just write it down, uh, rehearse it, memorize it, um, and put it in your heart. Because this is really one of the premises of who we are. It's a it's a foundational scripture, I believe, that teaches us um, how we move in in God's kingdom. Amen. Do we have that um, Romans eight? I'll go ahead and read it if we, if we can get that in the Passion translation um, up on the screen. I don't know if we have it up here or not. Is it up? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There we go. I can see it. Um, if you want to, you can stand for the reading of the word. I know I already had you stand, but um, let's stand. Let's just stand one more time, and we're gonna read this. Um, Romans 8 and 14, I'm going to do verses 15 as well, uh, 14 and 15. It says, the mature children of God are those who move by the impulses, say impulses, of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15, Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. Everybody say religious duty. Leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. Amen. For as he rises up within us. Our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection. Beloved father. Or as we are accustomed to saying. Abba father amen can we just say abba father can we cry out abba father in this place with full assurance can we say it one more time abba father amen you may have your seats hallelujah we thank you and we bless you father hallelujah for the word of the lord amen in its reading and so one thing i want to point out i'm going to read verse 14 just again and I'm going to point out a specific word that um, I actually looked up just to get a better understanding of, of, of what we are led or how we are led. And so it says, Romans 14, the mature children of God are those who are moved, everybody say led, by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Right? And so the word that I looked up was impulses. Say impulses. And so the word impulse actually means, it means a sudden, strong, and unreflective urge. Another definition says, a desire to act. Another one says, it's instinct. Everybody say instinct. It's drive. It's motivating. It's force. 
or as we're accustomed to hearing it, it's inspiration. <laughs> it's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so we as God's people in his kingdom are led by God's act, a desire to act. We are led by God's instinct. We are led by God's drive. We are led by God's motivating force. We are led by God's inspiration. So everything we do in the kingdom isn't of our own accord. But it's a mature child, a mature son. A mature daughter is led by the impulse of God. Impulse of God. They are led by the instinct of God. They are led by the drive of God. Not our drive, not our will, but the drive of God. They are led by the motivation of God's heart, his force, and inspiration. Amen? It's a sudden, strong, and unreflective urge. It doesn't have to think twice about how it's going to move. It doesn't think twice about what. Uh, 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 what it needs to do and let's look at this even too the Holy Spirit is not just an it it's a person of the of the of the king of the Godhead it's actually the person of the Holy Spirit so the person of the Holy Spirit does not need to to reflect on what it needs to do it already knows what it needs to do we are led by by that person the person that knows what it needs to do in the spirit amen the person that desires to act as God will act that gives us a license to act as God will act. That it knows what uh, motivate what motivates God's heart, so it's going to do what God's heart does, so that we can do what God's heart does. Amen, amen. And verse fifteen, I want to point this out. It said, "And you did not receive; they did not receive the spirit of bondage." But in the Passion translation, it says religious duty. It says religious duty. And the thing that we must be aware of is the climate of the church now of today. We are living in a, in a, in a, in a time where religious duty is overtaking the church. We're living in a time where it, it's lawlessness that's trying to creep in even into the church. And so we can't be so religiously minded or duty minded that we're forgetting we're being led by God's spirit. We can end up doing a lot of things just because it's duty and not do it because it's God's leading. So think about where we're positioning ourselves. Think about the fivefold. We're, we're in the fivefold uh, ordering of the Lord, right? We're, we're equipping the saints, right? We're servants of the Most High God, right? And so we don't want to become servants that are just doing things religiously, by duty because I have to function in this. I can sit here and play the, the keyboard just by duty. I can come up here and sing just by duty. We can sit and wave our hands just because it's duty but we want to have the impulse of God when we're doing those things. We want to have the intent of God's heart. We want to have the motivation, the passion of God while we're doing those things. We could be the usher at the door. We don't want to just do it because it's what I'm supposed to do. But we want to do it because it's the Holy Spirit's leading me to do. <laughs> when, we when we teach and when we preach, when we speak the word of God, whether we're out on the street or whether we're in the four walls of the church, we want to move by the impulse of the Holy Spirit. Not by the impulse of the spirit of bondage. And so that scripture in 15 says, uh, it's religious duty that leads you again back to fear of never being good enough. It leads you back to a place of fear of never being good enough. Always wanting to be accepted. Always wanting to be in the limelight so we can be, we can feel like man uh, uh, accepts us or feel like man uh, sees us in the right light. But we can't be focused on those things. We can't be focused on those things that we got to be seen by man in the right light. We better be focused on God being, being seen in God's light. Amen. We better be focused on what God sees is right in our heart. Because God not looking at what we're doing as a standpoint on the outside. God is looking at what we're doing from a standpoint on what's the inside. He looks at the intent of your heart. What is the intent of your heart doing? Or how does he see the intent of your heart when you're worshiping? How does he see the intent of your heart when you're speaking the word? How does he see the intent of your heart when we're in here and we're in worship and it makes 
be a song that you're not accustomed to. It may be a sound that you're not accustomed to. It may be something, man, I wanted them to sing an upbeat song, not a slow song tonight. What is the intent of your heart even when you lift your hands? Could it be that we're, we're, we're lifting our hands, but the intent of our heart saying, man, I'm tired of this song. Oh, man. When the, when the usher is leading you to your seat and, and you go into your seat, it's the intent of your heart saying, I want to sit on the left, not the right. We can't be so particular and so, so common with God's Holy Spirit. He wants to lead us. He wants to lead us. But there's another spirit that wants to lead you too. There, there's a spirit of religious duty that wants to lead you while you're in the house of God. Why are you in this place? But we are led by the Spirit. Mature sons. It's about maturing. Mature sons are led. And so, but you, it says, uh, going back, leading you again back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received. Say, you have received. Let's make it personal. I have received. The spirit of full acceptance. It's called the spirit of adoption. Amen. And so it's what that did was enfold us into the family of God. It put us into God's family because he now accepts us when we are led by his spirit. And you will never feel orphaned. <laughs> We should not sit up in the house of God and we are brothers and sisters and we're God's sons and daughters and feel alienated. We should never come in the house and feel like I don't belong here. You belong here. <laughs> I'm here to let you know you belong here. This is God's house and he has put you in this house as a servant or a son and a daughter. You belong here. You, you, you are meant to be led by his spirit. By the person of the Holy Spirit. And so the purpose of receiving the Holy Spirit isn't to return back to bondage. The Holy Spirit, what? Sets us free, makes us free. Where the Spirit of the Lord there is, there's liberty. Where he is, there's liberty. And so why be free and then be bound again by religious duty? Why be free and be bound again by the spirit of bondage? There's no reason. We, we should not feel orphanated. We should not feel like an orphan. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join with him, crying, saying the words of tender affection, Abba, Father. And so I'm going to move along just a little bit. And so as God deals with us and we receive his Holy Spirit, he now helps us to understand the nature of that spirit. That we've received. Right? He helps us to understand the nature of that spirit. Verse number 15 of Romans chapter 8. Actually gives us a clear depiction of now Holy Spirit. And how it operates. Or how it does not operate. Amen? And so, uh, so we. Um, and so for us to get an understanding. And that we would not misinterpret or mistake the workings and functions of the Holy Spirit. We, we must hear what Jesus has to say about it on the matter. And so Jesus spoke about the matter of the Holy Spirit and how we ought to treat the Holy Spirit in Matthew 12 and 32. Let's talk about how we are to treat. Because if you're supposed to be led by the Spirit, you can't treat the person of the Holy Spirit any kind of way. You can't, you can't put anything in. If the Holy Spirit is in us, we can't allow anything and everything to come in us and share that space with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be the only thing in you. It doesn't want nothing else. It doesn't want the spirit of bondage. It doesn't want fear. It doesn't want uh, uh, disobedience because it's trying to accomplish God's heart for the kingdom. So it doesn't want anything else. But let's go to uh, Matthew 12 and 32. Here's where Jesus talks about, um, about the Holy Spirit and how we, we, we got to be careful about how we view the Holy Spirit or what we say about the Holy Spirit. Um, it says, if anyone speaks of, of me, the Son of Man being Jesus, he can be forgiven. But if anyone contemptuously speak against the Holy Spirit, 
it will never be forgiven now or forever. And so we got to be careful how we speak against the Holy Spirit or say what the Holy Spirit is or isn't doing. See, the, uh, 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 the religious people at that, uh, of the day of Jesus, they called what Jesus was doing Beelzebub. And so that was basically contemptuously speaking against the Holy Spirit, the working of what the Holy Spirit is doing. See, Jesus was working and operating over of the instinct of the Holy Spirit, the impulse of the Holy Spirit. But guess what? Their religious mindset, because they were so accustomed to a certain religious duty or religious way, they couldn't see the impulse of the Holy Spirit at work right in front of them. And so what they couldn't see uh, as the Holy Spirit, they viewed as the devil. And so we can't be so quick to call people the devil if it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we can't be so quick to judge things uh, uh, contemptuously uh, of what somebody doing because... That can't be forgiven. Once we view, if the if we're seeing the Holy Spirit moving your life and your life and your life, and God is doing it, we better make sure that we honor the presence of the Holy Spirit. We better make sure we give God praise for that, and not look at that person as ah, oh, that's nothing. That's the uh, that's something. The workings of the devil. That's uh, that's Sue saying that. No, we gotta know. We gotta have a spirit of discernment in this hour. What the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit ain't. Because the Holy Spirit is doing a great work right now. And he's doing it through us. But we can't get caught up on what the Holy Spirit ain't. And we can't get so discerning that we just call everything the devil. <laughs> Everything's not the devil. There's revelation that we've received in this house that people may seem like that's the devil. That's not God. And guess what? There's persecution that's going to happen because of it. There's persecution that may come because of the, revel the level of revelation that the Holy Spirit is giving us. But don't be so quick to call it the devil because it's the working of the Holy Spirit. And so let's go a little further um, down into in to my notes here. Uh, it, it says, if I speak wrongly about the Spirit, that means I don't understand its function. If I speak wrongly about the spirit, that means I don't understand how it's supposed to function in my life. The Holy Spirit does not come of his own accord, but it comes to speak those things that need to be spoken to causes men's hearts to change. That causes men's hearts to turn back to God for the kingdom, for people to receive the mind of God, for people to receive in their heart what it means to live free. What it means to live free. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. It comes to set the captive free. And so we got to understand the function of the Holy Spirit and how we ourselves are aligned to that Holy Spirit as sons and daughters so that the Spirit can do what the Spirit does without any recourse. Amen? And so I speak, if I speak wrong about the Spirit, that means that I don't understand its function. And so it's vitally important to understand the spirit we receive because even after we get it, there are other spirits seeking to pull us into their expression. There are other spirits that seeking to pull us into their expression. And so that's, what, that's what's going on in the church now. There are other expressions of, 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 of church. There's other expressions of Christ. There's, there's false priests and false prophets out there. There are false Christs out there. There are other expressions that claim to be under the umbrella of Christ, but they're not of Christ. How do we know that? Because there are people that's going to enter, that's going to come in the day of judgment and says, Lord, Lord, have we not done these things in your name? Have we not prophesied? Have we not cast out devils? Have we not been a friend to the friendless? Have we not given hope to the hopeless? But the Lord is going to say in that day, I know you not. Depart from me because I don't know you. You had my name, but you didn't have my heart. You had my name, but you didn't have my mind. You had my gift, but you did not have relationship. You had gift. You had function. But you didn't have sonship. You had functional. You can function in some things, but you didn't have the servitude. And the heart of one who would seek after Christ 
But you saw that the religious duty, function, doing, and that keeps people from entering into God's presence. So there are other things that want to uh, 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 give their input or actually have us enter into their expression. And so Paul makes it clear. What does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit? He makes it clear what it means by telling us what it's not. So let me say that again. Paul makes it clear what it means to receive the Holy Spirit by telling us what it's not. Okay? And so the Spirit we receive is not the Spirit which expresses bondage. The Spirit we receive is not the Spirit which has expressions of bondage. What is bondage for the believer? Because we need to understand what that is. Bondage to us would be to do all the things that we do in church, like what? Pray or outside of church. Pray. We, we seek the Lord. We have songs that we sing. We have dance, time that we dance before the Lord. We have times that we study. We, time, we have times where we sit and we hear the word of the Lord. We have times of teaching. We have times of preaching. We even have time, the time that we take throughout our life of building that relationship with God. This is all about doing. We build that relationship with Jesus. That Building that Holy Spirit uh, and building that relationship between brothers and sisters. But we're doing that. This is what bondage is for the believer. We're doing all of that out of religious duty. Out of the fear of we will never be good enough. Come on, that, we're going back to the scripture that we first read. We're going back to the scripture that we first read. Out of religious duty. So we're praying out of religious duty. Because we think if we don't pray in front of people, we won't be good enough. We're seeking and we, we're, we're doing the act of seeking in front of people. Why? Because it's religious duty. And we're in fear that if people don't see us in the right light, they may think that we're not saved. We're, uh, we're singing and we're dancing in front of people. And we're jumping and we're shouting. See, those functions can never really bring us into what really need, what we need, the expression that we really need. Because those things things outwardly isn't the totality of the Holy Spirit. We can do those things religiously, but we must do those things out of the Spirit because if we're doing those things religiously, it's because of the fear of others. Man, if I don't shout like this, if I don't dance like this, if, if I don't sing like this, if, if I don't pray like that, then people will think I'm not so saved or that I don't have His Spirit. See where that mind is? That mind isn't, it isn't focused on what the spirit want to do. It, when we have that mentality, the impulse of God can't work, can't flow. We'll stifle the work of the Holy Spirit. It wants to move. It wants to act like God acts. It wants to do what God do. It wants to say what God say. I keep saying it, but it's him. He, he wants to do it. The Holy Spirit, he wants to do that. And matter of fact, even when it comes to doing all of these things, what you do in private is going to count more even than what you do in public. God's going to open you up in public, but it begins in private. It begins when you do it when nobody's looking. You can pray when nobody's looking and you can pray in the spirit. You can seek when nobody's looking and you can do it in the spirit. You can sing when nobody's watching and you can do it in the spirit. You can dance in your home, in the shower, wherever you dance and you can do it in the spirit. You can study in the library, in your car, in your home and you can do it in the spirit. You can listen to the word or an audio Bible and you can do it in the spirit. You can listen to the preacher and you can listen to the teacher and you can do it in the spirit hallelujah you can build your relationship with God Jesus and the Holy Spirit all doing it in the spirit hallelujah we do those things by the spirit by the leading of the Holy Spirit and so how much of the kingdom will be advanced while suffering from the bondage of never amounting to the value or the worth you feel you should be at can you answer that question how much of the kingdom can be advanced like that? How much uh, of a son can you be when you're always wondering if I have value? How valuable am I? <laughs> well, God seems that to, to think and know that you're very valuable because he's already accepted you. In the current condition that you're in right now, he's already accepted you. Matter of fact, he said, while we were yet sinners. Come on, y'all. While we were yet sinners, he already put his stamp of approval on us. 
He already called us who we were while we looked jacked up and we were messed up. He already told us who we were from the beginning. And so if we're going to do a kingdom work, right? If we're going to advance the kingdom, we can't be so stuck on how valuable or worth worthy we are. We got to be stuck on how great the Holy Spirit's work in us is working. We got we to gotta think about the working of God is working through me. And so the kingdom can be advanced when I have that mentality. I don't have to worry about my worth. I don't have to worry about my value. I don't have to worry about my past. I don't have to worry about those type of things. When my focus is on the kingdom, I can do the work like I need to do it by the Holy Spirit. And so how damaging is this? Now, let's go back. How damaging is this to us? How can we be led by the Spirit while being undermined by our emotions? And see, I'm going to talk about this just a minute. Because when you constantly think about how valuable you are, or how worthy you are, or what you're worth, guess what that's, that's doing? You're opening your emotions up. It's your emotions that's driving that. The emotions that we have, those feelings that we have, those inclinations that we're having of the flesh. That's the thing that is damaging to us. And so be careful. I want to let you know this. Be careful that your emotions don't hijack the spirit's lead in your life. Be careful that your emotions don't hijack the spirit's leading in your life. We may feel some type of way sometimes, but guess what? We do. When those moments, when you have those feelings, we cast down every vain imagination, right? That tries to usurp the authority of God because God wants to do a work in you and your emotions want to do a work in you. Remember I said there's another expression that wants to take over? Sometimes your emotions can lead you wrong. <laughs> Matter of fact, most of the time, your emotions will lead you wrong. Hmm? We don't need that to hijack what we're doing. There's a great work happening for Glorious Remnant Revival Community. There's a great work that's happening here. There's a great thing that's coming about when the saints can do all the work. We cannot let emotions be the thing that be a factor into keeping us in a place of bondage. I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like seeking today. I don't feel like coming to church today. But the word says, fail not to forsake, to, to assemble yourself in the house of the Lord. If we, gonna, if we need to be in the house, at all costs, be here. Be in place. The body of Christ, we need to be in place. When it comes to prayer, I don't feel like praying. But guess what Jesus, the Bible says, man should pray without what? Without ceasing. And so that's a kingdom work. And guess how you continue to pray? Because some people think we can't pray all day. You can't do that. That's so religious. No. It's a work of the Holy Spirit because what? Holy Spirit is eternal. He's an eternal person. And so his prayer life never ends. His seat never ends. Come on, y'all. His, his knowing what to do uh, uh, by the Spirit never ends. What God wants never ends. How to speak, it never ends. What needs to be said, it never ends. It's an eternal, an eternal lineage that's working through us. But it can be short-sighted or cut off if we let our feelings get the best of us. How many times have our feelings gotten the best of us? Whether that been at work, somebody said something wrong. Whether that our children. Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying... Not when you wouldn't say, I'm talking about after you. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about after you became a believer. Huh? Let, let's, not, let's not sugarcoat it. After you became a believer, right? And so we must, we must understand that it's, it, it can be a quick moment. Boom, emotional. We're emotional about something. 
And so we think that we have a license to act out of that emotions because of the way we feel. But we got to always remember, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So when you get that feeling, when you get that emotion, when you're feeling some type of way, guess what you can do? I bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I won't focus on how I feel, but I'll focus on the one who filled me. Hallelujah. I'll focus on the one who put his spirit inside of me instead of letting another spirit of anger, instead of letting another spirit spirit of addiction and letting another spirit of depression get on me. I'm going to fill my life with praise. I'm going to fill my life with the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to glorify him. I'm going to even repeat what he said in his word. I will praise you, Lord, while it is day. And so if you're filling your entire day up with praise, prayer, worship, we rule out the emotions that can try to take advantage of us. And so that's, um, see, the, 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 the emotions or, or that spirit behind the emotions, uh, Paul tells us clearly that we don't have that. We don't have that anymore. And so we got to understand that the word is putting us in a place, in a position that tells us we don't have bondage anymore. We don't have emotional trips anymore. You, We don't have quote-unquote, you get on my nerves. We don't have that no more. That part of us can't be accessed. <laughs> That's what Paul is telling us. We don't have that no more. Paul explains to us that we don't have the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. We have that spirit. We, how we cry out to God is a reflection of what spirit we have. Even how we cry out is a reflection. Hmm? It's not because we cry out to God that we automatically have the spirit of God. But it's how we cry out to God which uh, gives us an understanding of what spirit is using us. <laughs> if I'm crying out to God because I'm, I'm experiencing so many problems and trials and God, this is happening. I'm struggling. I need you. I need you. I need you. Guess what's in your heart? bondage bondage is there but if I'm crying out to God nothing's going wrong or even if something is and I'm crying out Abba Father I thank you right now Lord God that your hand is upon my life I thank you right now Lord God that my steps are ordered by the Lord I thank you right now Lord God that every way I step Lord God you directed my path I thank you right now when we begin to flood our heart and flood our mouth with the word of the Lord guess what can happen <laughs> the things that we see we'll see no more the problems we have we'll have no more but if we're focusing on the problem God don't want to solve our problems <laughs> God don't want to fix us he wants the work of the Holy Spirit to work in us he don't necessarily just want to fix us so we can be so we can be uh, right he wants us to, to be matured by the presence of the Holy Spirit working in us not just fix us so we can live a good life. He don't want to just fix us so we can do well. All right, go off and do well. Have a great successful life. No. There's a, there's a, there's a work. There's a kingdom work. There's a people. And creation is groaning now. Creation is groaning now for the sons to come up to the place of the spirit crying out Abba Father in full assurance operating in the full authority of God so that the kingdom of God can be advanced and the gospel of the kingdom can be preached so how we cry out to God is the reflection of what spirit we have it's not because we cry out to God that we automatically have the spirit of God but it's how we cry out to God. See, we must understand that everyone that cries out to God does not cry out of his spirit, but they cry out of another spirit called bondage. Hmm? If I'm crying out in bondage, I'm actually crying out in my flesh. It's actually my, my flesh crying out. And sadly... This is another pandemic 
that the world is experiencing, but we'll never get much coverage of the fact that we're being taught how to cry out in our flesh. That's a pandemic. We think we have a pandemic going on now, but this is a real pandemic. We're, we're crying out in our flesh. People spend their entire lives crying to God more about their problems than about being thankful that they have him in our lives, that we have God in our lives as father. We're focused more on the problem than Abba, the beloved one, the gracious one, the merciful father. And so this is a pandemic too. When people in the church are still under the instruction or still under the auspices of the spirit of bondage. The church is in a crisis, in a sense, if they're operating in bondage. When we're crying out for a solution, when we have the Father who is the solution, guess what's there? <laughs> Religious duty, bondage. It's bondage. It's all bondage. God is our solution. We don't have to look for answers. Well, he's the one that answers all things. He's the Father. And so he knows what we need even before we even ask those things. He's the solution. And so, I'm moving on to the next part. See, we got to realize there are two types of people crying out to God. There's one person or, or, or one type of people that are crying out of the spirit of adoption. And there's another type of people right in the church. Not don't always have to be this specific church, but right in the church that are crying out in the spirit of bondage. If at any time we are in our flesh, we are crying out to God out of our bondage. In other words, or in our words, we only go to God about our bondage. <laughs> so anytime we speak to him to address him is to say something we're dealing with or something that we're, we're struggling with. Or something I got uh, to the point, I got to work on me. And, and, and that's not how we come to God. That's not how we come to God. That's not how we're supposed to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable. Why are we presenting ourselves with problems, presenting God uh, 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 with all of our problems instead of presenting God as a living sacrifice? We, present, we need to present ourselves as living sacrifices. Not presenting ourselves as one who is struggling day to day to day just to make it. And see, we've been taught that though. We've been taught that in church to deal with our dirt. We've been taught that to, to get, uh, uh, get the mess out of us. We always feel like there's something wrong with us. But we can't always, under, there's, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm here to let you know there's nothing wrong with you. We're always focusing on the darkness or focus on I need to get this right. I need to get that right. Let's focus on what God has done. Let's focus on what he's done in our life. Apostle said he, he's already done it. Work it out. It's already done. Didn't he, didn't he work it out? Work it out. He worked it out. <laughs> It's already done. And so we're not an incomplete people. We're not a people that's struggling to stay uh, uh, in, the, in the spirit. We're not a people that's struggling to do the work of the Lord. We're not a people, hallelujah, that are struggling to give him praise. But we are people that's completely whole. We are a people that are completely blameless. We are complete, a people that are completely free from bondage. So now we can raise up another generation of people that are completely free of bondage. And we can raise that, that generation can raise up another generation of people that are completely free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Children of God should not be struggling. <laughs> we should not be struggling with our day-to-day -day devotions to the Lord. We should not be struggling about our identity. We know who we are. Because he told us in his word who we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. And so there's no need to, to keep bringing up current bondage, even from our past or the one, or, or even from uh, 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 something that's happening right now. 
No type of bondage should be mentioned in our life. Those who receive the spirit of adoption, they don't cry out of bondage, but we're crying out. Again, I'm saying Abba, Abba Father. We're not talking about chains. We're shouting Abba. Amen? Nor are we focused on dysfunctions, but we're crying out Abba. Hallelujah. Crying out of the flesh or crying out about what's needed to free my flesh puts me in need Puts me, puts me away from what I need from the Father. I can't actually get what I need from the Father because I'm filling my life up with too many things of the flesh. But when we remove the flesh out of the way, then we can understand what we need from the Father. Then we can understand what the Father needs from us. Because we're always thinking that we need something from the Father when he's already given it. But God wants something from us. He wants our, lives, our life to be useful for the kingdom. While we're here in the earth, we don't have to wait till it's up there. The work is done when we get there. <laughs> the work is finished. It's complete. Six days shall I labor and on Sabbath, it's over. It's done, right? But there's work while we're here. There's work while we're here. And we can't, you know, just look at work as, you know, it's duty, but this is the work that the Holy Spirit is doing through us. It's not just work like we go to work every day because, you know, it's work. No then we'll begin to treat it like that. <laughs> we'll begin to treat it like, oh, I got to go to school today. Got to go to work today. We'll treat it like that. But it's much more than that. It's much more than that. And so, um, where do I want to go from here? Bless the Lord. Can we bless the Lord just a minute? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe a lot has been said. Hallelujah. And I, I do have more. I'm trying to figure out where I want to go from here. Let's, let's, let's look at this. And then I'll probably be wrapping up pretty shortly. It says the spirit of adoption. Now we talked about um, bondage a, a good bit. But let's talk a little bit about the spirit of adoption. It, said, it empowers me, the spirit of adoption. He empowers me or the Lord empowers me to understand that if I, uh, to, to understand that if I haven't experienced it, he's already done it. Remember I just said he's already worked it out? He's already done it. If I haven't experienced it yet, he's already done it. We're in progress through the, through the process of adoption. As, as we proclaim Jesus, we're going through the process of adoption. So listen to this. As we proclaim Jesus, we're going through the process of adoption proceedings. Adoption is actually how God adapts us into his family. He adapts us to the ways that he wants to speak. He adapts us to the ways that he wants to think. He modifies us and he changes us. And he actually transforms us through that level of adoption. When we're crying out, Abba Father, the Father is actually adapting us. When we're crying out, Abba Father, the Father is actually molding us. When we're crying out, Abba Father, he's actually modifying our mind. When we're crying out, Abba Father, father he's actually changing our heart he, he uses that as a measure of adoption proceeding so when we were once of another family when we were once of another breed when we were once of another mindset we were once of another heart but when we're in that place and we're crying out our father out of the spirit of the lord now we're changed now we're we're in a place where we've been modified now we're in a place where now we're adapting to the things of god and the things that are of supernatural nature we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind when we're crying out Abba Father when we're crying out Abba Father since I'm adopted I'm being adopted and that qualifies me <laughs> to share in his treasures that qualifies me to speak what the Holy Spirit will speak that qualifies me to sing in the spirit that qualifies me to dance in the spirit that qualifies me to do the things that Jesus has done that qualifies me Hallelujah. When I'm adopted, it qualifies me to operate as God will operate or as Jesus will operate in the earth. That's my qualification. His adoption is my qualification. I will experience what he said as I proclaim what he's done. I will experience what God has said as I'm proclaiming what he's done. He adopts me into what's being done. 
And so we're complete. We're whole. And as I'm proclaiming I'm whole, guess what? It's being, it's already done. As I'm proclaiming I'm, I, I'm the one that God called uh, uh, to sing or God called to dance or whatever he called you to do or whatever he called you to function as, he has done it. He's done it. He's done it. If he calls you an apostle, he's done it. If he's called you a preacher, pastor, evangelist, he's already done that. We don't have to even wait for the title. It's already done. <laughs> it's already at work. He's called us all to be the servants of the Lord, of the Most High God. So as I proclaim God's truth about salvation by faith in the spirit of adoption, God now adopts me into, uh, into, a, uh, 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 into the walk of salvation. He now pretty much solidifies my salvation. So while I wasn't saved or didn't feel like I was saved, now through the spirit of adoption by faith, I am saved. I disconnect myself from the spirit of bondage and through that God adopts me. He modifies me. He changes me and he transforms me into the person he made me to be. As I proclaim what his son Jesus has done, my savior, it is already done. It is already done. And so we need to know that what 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 are we under? We are under the spirit of God. We are working under the spirit of God. We're not in we're not in bondage anymore. Bondage will keep us from doing the work of the Lord. Bondage will keep the Holy Spirit from really operating. Even when we come in here, we can't come out of coming here uh, on a Wednesday and a Sunday uh, and we gather together out of religious duty. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants to do more <laughs> in a setting like this. And if we're not connected, if we're not, you know, full of the Spirit, if we're not in the Spirit, guess what? The Holy Spirit can't move. He can't do what he wants to do. And people can't hear. And people can't be transformed. So we must be aware of where you are. What spirit are you of? And we understand that we are of the spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, the spirit of adoption. Amen? Amen. So you're son. You're a daughter. You belong here. You don't have to do things because you feel like you need to be accepted. The, the beloved has already accepted you. And so we can go to work. We can do business now. We can handle the Father's goods. It's all about being a faithful servant. It's all about being a faithful servant to the Most High God. You know, we can be faithful in a lot of things in this earth. We can be faithful in our, in our job, in our employment. We can be faithful students where we get good grades, but we're really called to be faithful to God. We call him faithful, but he's, we got to be faithful too. And our calling to be a son and a daughter. And so uh, I believe that just... Um, that's where we're at right now uh, is just getting that understanding um, so we can go out and do the work of ministry so the kingdom can be advanced. I believe that God has called us to do a great work here in Glorious Remnant Revival Community, um, even in the outreach on the, on the weekend, just the impact just from being open and letting the Holy Spirit work through us. We've seen so many lives of people that came through here that were impacted, that wanted to receive Christ. Why? Because we were open and we did it not out of fear. We did it not out of bondage. We did it because we didn't feel, uh, I, I'm, you know, I have to do this. No, we did it because we knew that Holy Spirit had a work to do in us and through us. And so, so many lives were touched. People accepted Christ. I mean, it was a blessing uh, to be a part of something like that. And so, we're going to see much more of that. You know, we're going to see much more of that. Um, which bring will bring a lot of people into the house. It will bring a lot of, we'll catch many fish, you know, <laughs> into the house. And we, we just thank God for that, uh, for what he's doing. And you guys, everybody can stand. I, Pastor, I don't know if you um, want to come and say anything or if you're good to go. We're going to stand and we're going to just pray out. Um, I just thank God that we, we get an understanding um, because we can hear things, but we need to hear it again. And so it's good that we hear this again. Um, so that God can really incline our ear to do the work out of Holy Spirit, out of the impulse. If you ain't getting nothing else out of that, the impulse of the Holy Spirit, that's how we live. We live by faith, by the impulse of what God is doing. We don't live by the impulses of man because we want to please man. We don't live by the impulses of our flesh because the flesh wants to do it. No, this mind is God's mind. This heart is God's heart. And so we live by that, amen, by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you tonight, God, for the word of the Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for everyone, Lord God, under the sound of my voice, Lord God, who said, Lord God, to hear your word. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that something that was said, Lord God, begin to uh, uh, 
grab the heart of, of, of those that were hearing this, oh God. I thank you right now, Lord God, that through this, Lord God, Father God, you use this as a tool, Lord God, to continue to allow us to speak the word of the Lord, let the gospel of the, of the kingdom be preached, Lord God, throughout this world, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that you'll clothe us in your Holy Spirit right now, God, that you'll clothe us and that we, Lord God, embrace you, Holy Spirit, even the more through this, Lord. We thank you right now, God. We glorify you in this, Lord God. We lift you up right now, God, and we magnify your holy and righteous name, oh God. We thank you right now, Lord God, hallelujah, for the work of the Spirit of God, Lord God, that's working through us, oh God, both to will and to do. God, we thank you right now, Lord God, that we're not of the uh, spirit of bondage and religious duty, oh God, that we come and we're just doing things, oh God, because it's what we do. But Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God, that we're full of the Holy Spirit, God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that we're baptized in your fire, God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that the desires of God is our desires, that the mindset that God has is our mindset. Lord God, that the fullness of what you do is the fullness of what we do, God. Thank you that we're spiritually minded, God, that we're setting our affections on things that are of above and not the things that are before us or beneath us, oh God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that our focus is you, Christ. We're focusing on what you're doing. We're focused on what you're saying. We're focusing on our lives being aligned to your lives, God. We thank you for image and likeness tonight. We thank you for image and likeness, God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that the people, Lord God, are here today, Lord God, expressing your image, oh God, that there's no other expression that comes to use us, God. Thank you right now, Lord God, that we're not operating out of the seat of our emotions, oh God, but we're operating, oh God, from the seat of the king, oh God, from the seating in heavenly places, oh God, that we're seated with you, Lord God, and that we're using, Lord God, Father God, hallelujah, what you placed inside of us, oh God, to the glory of the Lord. We're using, oh God, the gifts that you placed inside of us oh God to the glory of the Lord we're using the power of the Holy Spirit oh God not for our own grain not for our own gain but that we may win souls that we may win ones oh God Lord God who are lost oh God we thank you right now Lord we bless you for this time that we can gather for your word to come forth Lord we bless you we thank you we honor you in the mighty name of Jesus Lord and as we begin to leave this place, oh God. We just pray, Lord God, the blessing of the Lord, Lord God, that as we go our separate ways, oh God, we just thank you right now, Lord God, that you have already, Lord God, made a way, oh God, Father God, to for us to uh, go back to our homes, oh God. But as we go back to our homes, oh God, let us be spiritual minded, God, in everything that we do, even as we lay down tonight, God. Lord God, let something that was said, oh God, or something that, Lord God, you've spoken in our heart, Lord God, reverberate in our mind tonight, oh God. And we thank you right now, Lord God, that if we encounter any one even as we go home oh god Lord god we thank you right now that we're sharing out of a heart of god tonight Lord god that we that someone's life can be changed altered modified in the hand of the potter we thank you right now lord god that you shape us and mold us in the way that you want lord god and we bless you in it and we thank you in jesus name amen amen you are free to go in peace amen